Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. You can listen to us both on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix, me 1 to 4 p.m. on The Freaks, and Bo 4 to 7 on The Drive. Executive producer and co-host, double dips there. Uh, makes that show sound really good texture-wise and uh, chimes in with his hot takes. You know, so he has hot takes and I have the the freezing cold <laughs> weak takes. So there's got to be some counterbalance, little, you know, yin-yang. I think I know and that's where what, this is going, right? No, I, no, you have no idea where well, this is I, going. Th- there's credit where credit's due. With what? Oh, that's right. Oh, so going went, back to Friday. Right, Friday we were filling in for your uh, everyday show, The I'll Freaks, let you hear it. I'll from let you 1 say. to 4 here on uh, Fox Sports 910. And you had mentioned that the Road Dogs could very well go 4-0. And I just brushed that off. I laughed at you. I said Las Vegas was going to make a mint off Alex Clancy's bankroll Mm -hmm. this week. And guess what happened? Those dogs rolled. Three out of four. I mean, in in Indy, in uh, um, Seattle, if Sebastian Janikowski doesn't get hurt, I I mean, the game is completely different. You know? I mean, they they win 24 or they lose 24-22. The Dak Prescott late touchdown. Did you see the viral video of the guy who had the Cowboys? Yeah, minus two and a half. Minus two on and bar a half, stool, and they have to go for the two point conversion because Seabass, Sebastian Janikowski, <laughs> what did he do to his hamstring? Did he, he, he just pulled it out it? of his body. Oh my God! Well, shocker, that guy is not in that great of He's shape. Eighty five years old too. But uh, so the so Cowboys he, were up three, right? And they're not going to kick the extra point. It was a minute 17. It was well, the garbage. Well, they were up four. They were up four. The guy oh, that's had right. Two that's right. That's right. Up four. And, and this was the garbage touchdown of the two that Seattle pretty much was right. given Seattle by Dallas. Seattle would have had the, in, in the new rules, the new NFL, with the onside kick virtually being a lock for the receiving team to recover. Um, that was that was their last-ditch effort. So they, without Seabass, they go for two. It's just a, it's just a di- basically a dive up the middle. Yeah. And it's easy peasy. They get to two points, and uh, they the Seahawks end up losing that game. Of course, twenty four twenty two. But of course, people with a little action. Of course, we're going to talk some my bookie here later <laughs> in the segment. Somebody, some people who had the Cowboys minus two and a half. Not too happy about that. It's like it's like the guy lost his mortgage. Oh, who knows how much? Yeah, that guy had on that. I'm game. upset if I lose twenty bucks. You know? I think he had a little bit more. A little than bit more, a, little, a couple more zeros. So, um, before we get started here, we do have to speak about this. It hits h- close to home for me. Um, Kwame Lasseter, former uh, Arizona Cardinal for eight or nine years. He was an alternate Pro Bowler last year, having, I believe, nine interceptions, which was tied for the NFL lead, having four in one game, week 17, to clinch a playoff spot for the Cardinals. Uh, passed away yesterday. Um, People aren't saying exactly how it happened, but they're just saying he he passed away. And uh, Kwame gave me my first chance in radio. Um, I moved out here December or uh, October of 2010. Met him through a mutual friend. The reason why I moved out here was to meet him for the chance to be on his radio show. And I sat down with him outside of a Starbucks a few months later, and we hit it off. And he gave me a chance. I've never touched radio. I'd never touched a microphone before in my life. I had a major in psychology. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and. Uh, he gave me a shot, and uh, I was with him for about three and a half years, almost four years, and we stayed close throughout uh, my time here, and it's it's a sad day. You know, when you look on social media, and you see I was reaching out to all the people who were on the show with me or who were around the show, and um, it's brutal. You know, you didn't really realize how much of an impact. So he was the spokesperson for the state of Arizona for the NFL Alumni Association. He worked a lot in charity work. Uh, there's a big 
workout facility here that a lot of athletes either trying to stay in the league or trying to get into the NFL workout. And I can't remember the, the name escapes me right now, but he had done a lot of help there, helping young guys try and get in the league, especially DBs. Um, well, it just sounds like he liked to help out, he regardless of. And people. he was a quiet guy. Yeah, you with radio or those guys trying to get in the league, stay in the league, just uh, under the, just kind of, not a lot of discussion about how good of a guy he was on and off the field. Great career, just yeah. an incredible career, and the bulk of it was spent with the Arizona Cardinals, undrafted free agent, right? Yeah, out of Kansas, and uh, he didn't get. It's funny. So we had this conversation on air once. I think it was with Ju- him and Junior Spivey were really good friends. Former Arizona Diamondback, not name dropping, just t- telling because of the story. He had one franchise tag year that he got poked fun at because he mm-hmm. made made some good money one year. Right. Everything else was he was definitely playing for the love of the game because guys in the early and mid nineties weren't making that much money, especially the non huge, you know, all pro big names. So um, to Kwame, go from undrafted yeah, to franchise ten tag, year man, that's that's unheard of. And in a ten year league, he, I think he was close to playing for the New England Patriots in their suit their first Super Bowl year, but I think the trade got. A rescind or something, something like they ended up playing with the Rams for a year, and uh, he has he's touched a lot of lives. Even like so, we would go on location and do shows, and my friends would show up because they knew of Kwame Lasser, know mm-hmm. how highly I spoke of him. Sit, have a beer, talk as if he never played in the NFL, and you know you don't hear these stories from all the players because not everybody's like this, and he just. Everybody loved him. Look on social media, search Kwame Lasser, and you'll see what people think about him. So rest in peace, yeah. Kwame. Thank you for everything. Years old, way yeah, too man. young, man. And also uh, to his family, friends. It's uh one of the one of the greatest card I think he's in the conversation for like the all time Cardinals team. Yeah, for sure. Just a quiet, just beast on the field. You know what? Eight he, picks, nine picks? I mean, you have let alone maybe one season like that. He had eight picks in nineteen ninety eight. Just looking at his stats here, nine picks in two thousand one. Just those are some crazy Madden numbers. Right and there. you wear the biggest shoulder pads ever <laughs> created by man. Why do you think that that was okay as the uniform? I, I don't. I don't understand how the NFL was run, at least jersey wise, and it doesn't matter. So recipes, Kwame. Thank you for everything, and um, yeah, we'll miss you. So no easy segue, but we got to do it. Um, the Cardinals still don't have a head coach, so nothing's changed since the Friday podcast that we did where we were hoping that something may happen this weekend, and it hasn't. Uh, the uh, The closest thing to head coaching news for Arizona Cardinals is that Bruce Arians is now linked to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers job. It's not. We don't know if it's imminent. It, it, there are reports out that it is. There are reports out that it's not that close yet, but that's the closest thing that we have right now to news about a current or former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. So what do they do now, Bo? Because this is a situation where it's eerily similar to last year, mm-hmm. where it's, this is where the iron's hot. And and I know that right now still, until February 4th, February 5th, wh- whenever the Super Bowl is, you have the excuse where the playoffs are still happening. So if you want to interview anybody, like, uh, uh, what's the, Vic, Come on, give me his last Fangio? name. Yeah. Bears so, defensive Yeah, Bears coordinator. defensive coordinator, and they've been eliminated, so now he's open to interview for head coaching jobs. Uh, he's interviewing with the Browns and the Dolphins, I believe, today. It's just any name that wants to come here, they'll interview, it seems like. And that's where we are. I think that they should. They well, absolutely sure. should. As Kick far the as, tires, as it were. And, and a guy like Vic Fangio kind of fits the mold of the head coach that I hope that they go towards. Um, it's It's... I mean, just look at last week. Listen to last week's Locked On Arizona Cardinals podcast, and you'll see how kind of crazy and, and 
really doesn't seem like there's any sort of direction with the interviews that they're doing or the interviews that we're reportedly hearing. Adam Schefter over the weekend tweeted out that Cliff Kingsbury hasn't interviewed with anybody because USC denied him the opportunity to. And rightfully so. Lin Swan did a good job. You think so? Up. Yeah. That's it's, absurd It's his me. guy. Well, no, that's He could have searched for other people, but no, dude, once you I mean, it's one thing if he's interviewing for like the offensive coordinator position, but to it's not, it's not a lateral move. It's head coaching job but in the NFL. But that's tampering. That's the definition of tampering, I just, isn't I it? I don't like it. I think that USC should at a, you know, just goodwill towards their new offensive coordinator. I mean, what are the chances he actually gets hired? Well, and that's the thing. I, I'm almost happier Lynch one's doing this so the Cardinals can't interview him. Not, yeah, that's not a bad take. You know, I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it's just... yeah. So what do we know right now? We know that Dan Campbell, tight end coach for the New Orleans Saints, that he has interviewed. That's the latest as far as the Cardinals are concerned. Sure. Uh, the Cardinals also last week interviewed Adam Gase. Right. And then there, there was a third name Jim on the Caldwell. Jim Caldwell came right. and interviewed so you've got Gase, the offensive-minded former Miami Dolphins head coach. You've got Jim Caldwell, the former Colts and Lions head coach. And then uh, you've got uh, Dan Campbell, who had a cup of coffee interim coach for the Miami Dolphins I, as well. I, it's an interesting list. I, I wish we kind of knew more as far as where they were as far as their interviews were concerned. But you're right. With the losses over Wild Card Weekend, anybody from the Seahawks? Not really. I don't think anybody kind of... Sp- piques your interest as far as that's concerned you if they go the Schottenheimer route I, I don't know I don't know how Brian Schottenheimer was able to do it in Seattle I mean I gotta give him credit but I'm shocked by that I don't think that Brian Schottenheimer <laughs> is head coach material you look at the Bears Vic Fangio the defensive coordinator very intriguing mm-hmm. you look their success over the uh, on the offense that was mostly their head coach Matt Nagy not Mark Helfrich the former Oregon head coach you don't want to sniff that one no. right and then you've got the the Texans. I don't know if there's anybody in Bill O'Brien's coaching tree that you'd be intrigued with. Even Bill O'Brien himself, if yeah. something would happen with no, O'Brien. I know. I mean, it's you could tell at least with the Texans that they rode their talent, and it wasn't really the head coach. You have one of the most gifted, uh, athletically gifted, smart head uh, young quarterbacks in the league, Deshaun Watson. In my opinion, for my dollar, you have the best receiver in the league in DeAndre Hopkins. And you have a good defense, star-studded defense there. I don't think the coaching helped them at all, and obviously didn't when they played uh, Indianapolis over the weekend. So, and, uh, and one more name uh, to add it to, because the Baltimore Ravens also lost yesterday right. to the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, defensive coordinator Don Martindale. I think that's an interesting name as well. But you don't want to get burned again by another first-year coordinator yeah. making the jump. And, and listen, <laughs> last year, in my opinion, and, and before we knew what Matt Nagy could do, which, you know, they – they won the division, but they didn't look great last night against a B-minus defense. They they showed that, you know, maybe the talent wasn't all there. Maybe it was just, you know, nerves and everything for a bunch of people that had never the been Bears there before. The Bears should have won that game, though. I understand they should have won that game. Well, and uh, Unfortunately, this is not a Locked on Bears podcast where people <laughs> aren't suicidal. One funny thing, though, real quick. I was at dinner last night when the game ended, and right when I was telling my – I was explaining to my girlfriend what – how – huge a kick is and how unfair it is to the kicker one way or the other with the poles I was sitting in front of an Eagles guy and I was sitting behind a uh, a Bears fan and I'm like just watch what happens right here they're gonna call timeout so he called timeout the first one went in everybody went nuts I'm like uh-oh just watch out Cody Parkey missed it there were expletives they were screamed by the Bears fan and I'm like man I'm lucky I don't have any skin in this game but yes you're right two crossbars or the crossbar and the, and the side and you're right the Bears were the best team all game, but this is not 
the Locked on Bears or Eagles podcast. Somehow, so, Nick Foles and the Eagles, they move on. That was a again. great fourth down play. It's incredible. I mean, that's that's why you bring in a guy like Golden Tate, a guy that can get into little spots that only running backs can get into. So uh, Yeah, I know in the earlier matchup yesterday, you had some skin in the game, but as far as you were talking about Eagles, Bears, I hope you weren't without any skin in that game. The NFL playoffs are here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Don't be that guy, Alex. With no rooting interest as your relatives, your friends, those around you at the bar or watching the games, not this year when the 53rd Super Bowl is around the corner. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props where you bet is just as important as what you're betting on. And if you want to make more money during the bowl season, you got to go to my bookie. We trust them, but you don't have to take our word for it. Check them out yourself. Join my bookie. They'll offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for the bowl season, the playoff season. Use promo code LOCKEDON25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON25 at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid, even when your favorite team's donking it off to <laughs> crossbars in the NFL playoffs. Welcome back, Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. We're in kind of the purgatory of the after Christmas, before New Year's kind of time of year where it's just there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things that are out of the control of the Arizona Cardinals, and we're just trying to put all these pieces together. Now, going into last season, before I got off on, on the tangent about the, the Bears, I was talking about you know Matt Nagy and how – Last season, there was no surefire who's the best option for head coach. There's a lot of first-year guys. This year, the Cardinals, and we've talked about this, need to make a decision for the future. Are you going to go with what you know and what you've seen or the complete unknown? Because there's really no middle ground. I'm not – Dan Campbell, I don't care about his 5-7 and seven record with Miami. It, it doesn't – it was – it was happenstance that he happened to be the head coach. That was when Joe Philbin got fired. Yes. Is that right? With with hard knocks. Oh, that was one of the worst Wasn't public firings ever. Was that following the bully gate? Oh, maybe. I believe so. Maybe. I think, I think that's when they maybe, that's cleaned right. house that's after right. uh, there was the bullying that was alleged against Richie Incognito right, and a couple with other Jonathan offensive Cooper, linemen. With um, uh, Jonathan Martin. Right. right. So I'm going to take that away. Those 12 games don't count, in my opinion. I, do you go safe for what you know with an offensive guy, or do you go with a complete unknown? And Jim Caldwell, in my opinion, I know it's it's from what we think, it's a boring name. Mm-hmm. Dude's made it to a Super Bowl. Doesn't matter if it was his team or not. Dude got fired because Peyton Manning got hurt, and Curtis Painter was his his quarterback for a full season where they only won two games. He and everybody else, as of right now, in my opinion, you're not going to get Bruce Arians back. Obviously, Mike McCarthy's not going to come here. I don't think that this team can afford a swing, an Adam Dunn swing and a miss, where you have the home run power, but chances are you're probably going to strike out. Wow. I just don't. And, and it seems like, what, you like the baseball reference? Yeah, big donkey, man. I love the throwback to Adam Dunn. Yeah, I appreciate that. One of my favorite watches back in his heyday. Yeah. Well, oh, man. The, the Reds the, gave him way there, too much money. There's a couple things going on here, and, and you mentioned Bruce Arians. It's like when we when we kind of – developed our dream scenarios as far as the Arizona Cardinals and their next coaching staff. Todd Bowles 
was a lot of times the defensive coordinator. Bruce Arians yes. goes to Tampa Bay. Yep. They have a really good shot that he's going to put the gang back together yeah. as far as his former coaches. He'll bring back Todd Bowles, who is a free agent, Mark, unless he gets like a head coaching opportunity, sure. which I don't think I don't anybody's going to do Not this year. Freddie Kitchens, if, if who knows which direction Cleveland goes. Freddie Kitchens might be the next OC in Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians. It's going to just be interesting to see how those kind of those uh, those dominoes fall and what's going to happen as far as where the Cardinals' coaching search goes due to Bruce Arians taking potentially the job in Tampa Bay. The, the other conversation, as far as that's concerned, is that a is is that an indictment on the Arizona Cardinals right. and their decision makers in their franchise as a whole? But let's get back to talking about the Arizona Cardinals and their head coaching search. You know, Cliff Kingsbury off the board. I think that's kind of a blessing in disguise. I think you For also now. You please, as the Cardinals fans and listeners are out there, take that and look at the people who actually ran with the reports of the Cliff Kingsbury. Let's that you got to be better than that. Yeah, right? I mean, there are people in Arizona from AZ Central, people that we trust that reported it because yeah. it, you need to. It's news. You might have you might have slapped an unconfirmed on there, but come on, sure. let's not run with some Reddit report. Of course, that it's absolutely going to happen. Right, right. And, and the guy doesn't even get. He doesn't even have the availability from USC. Right, Cliff Kingsbury. Yet. You know, and, and a lot of people were on the. You know, he could be the next Sean McVay. But let's keep. The Arizona Cardinals, and I think we, you were saying this last last week, is it's going to be important for not only who their head coach is, but who their defensive coordinator is going to yeah. be and who their offensive coordinator is going to be. And they went out and they got Steve Wilkes, and then they completely failed as far as the coordinators are concerned. Mm-hmm. So it's just as important as who their defensive coordinator is going to be is who their head coach is going to be. And when you look at, like, Jim Caldwell, I think that he's going to provide you some sort of stability in the first – Obviously, we've seen a, a track record. Jim Caldwell, his message running stale after maybe two to three years. Mm-hmm. But if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you just went three and thirteen. If, if Jim Caldwell can come in and bring some sort of organization to this this franchise that is in disarray, I think that's that's positive. And I think that that's what you're going to find with veteran coaches, guys that have been around the bend before that you're not going to get from new head coaches. And I think Dan Campbell, as you said. Take out the five and seven. Sure, that doesn't count. It's not like he went twelve and zero. No, Jim Caldwell knows how to come in and construct his coaching staff. He knows how to set up the plan as far as you know OTAs are concerned, to mandatory minicamp, to scheduling out a training camp. I'm tired of these these new guys who have no idea what they're going to do. We need some sort of structure in place for the Arizona Cardinals because they are absolutely it's chaos right now. And I think a guy like like. I know Vic Fangio hasn't been a head coach before, but I think that he's been around long enough to where he knows how to structure that stuff. So I would put in, let's go with the older guys. Let's go with Caldwell. Let's go with Fangio. Let's go with Chuck Pagano. Mm-hmm. Instead of these young these young guys, I heard it on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles-Bears telecast last night where Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were talking, just because Sean McVay's success, you are going down the very the, a, a lot of rungs of the ladder as far as who the next Sean McVay could be. Right. Like, it, the well is not deep. Yeah, it's funny. Like, Sean McVay is two years from not making it deep in the playoffs to becoming Lane Kiffin. And I, and, and I don't mean success-wise. I mean from, oh, uh, uh, innovative to gimmicky. But the, and, and the fact that you would be looking at Sean McVay's quarterbacks coach and Zach Taylor yeah. and Cliff Kingsbury potentially to be just, just to kind of capture – 
a little bit of that Sean McVay that that you like. It, that's not that's not the right route to go. Up until 15 years ago, boring won Super Bowls. Let's not forget that. Up until 15 years weekend. ago, boring, boring won this week. Boring wins Super Bowls, and boring used to mean smart and savvy. Savvy is now being superseded by flashy and innovative. Savvy's now being superseded by innovative, and that's not. This is a fad. Fads will turn at some point, just like, and I always use this example, big men, again, will run the NBA. It's just a matter of time. When Steph Curry retires, when James Harden retires, big men will run the NBA again, just like pocket quarterbacks will be coveted more than any other. How are the RPO guys doing? How is everybody doing? How is Deshaun Watson doing? How is Mitchell Trubisky doing? How is it How is it working? The reason why Dallas won is because they rushed the ball for 170 yards. Old school. None of this flash, Philly, Philly, all this stuff. Fool me once. Bill Belichick isn't going to get fooled again. He's the most boring coach ever. He's savvy. You don't have to be innovative. On the other side, we'll break, we'll break this down a little bit more. And then, um, you, know, the, you know, this last segment, we'll just be praying that, you know, we'll get another interview from a top-tier guy. An interesting uh, news breaking about Cliff Kingsbury and his association, his friendship with Tom Brady and what it could mean for the Arizona Cardinals. That's a tease right there. Next on Locked on Cardinals. Wrapping up here, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Bo just gave a killer tease. I, you know, I, I didn't even know that that was coming. It was kind of understated. It was kind of like the silent killer where it's going to affect you heavily, but it was you said it with a whisper kind of. <laughs> so, Bo, why don't you just go ahead? So, I guess Tom Brady and Cliff Kingsbury were two guys that were – connected through the NFL draft three years after quarterback Tom Brady arrived to New England with 199th pick in the draft quarterback Cliff Kingsbury arrived to New England as the 201st pick in the draft at a Texas Tech 16 years later today on WEEI during his weekly radio segment Tom Brady was just praising a guy that he calls a friend that he's been with for 16 years quote I played with Cliff we have been best friends ever since, Brady said. I see him from time to time. He's a friend of mine for as long, for a long time. Cliff has done a great job at Texas Tech. I know he's at USC, but it doesn't surprise me that a lot of teams are interested in him. He's a great football mind and will be successful wherever he's at. Now, if you want to start kind of following the tea leaves, say Josh McDaniels goes for a job like the Arizona Cardinals. It's Cliff Kingsbury, does he quit his job at USC and maybe become the successor to Josh McDaniels in yes. New England. I mean, that's a real... I would, personally, if the money weren't extravagantly different, I would happily take the OC job for a couple years with New England over a head coaching job in Arizona. Because you know and that... And USC. And USC, sure. I mean, if you look at... Because Clay Helton's going to be... I mean, Urban Meyer's going to be the head coach of USC in a couple years. So It's, that's it's it. interesting <laughs> to see that uh, Lin Swan did block... Uh, Cliff King, and he's thinking from, about resigning. Yeah, he is. He is. And but I wonder what if the same would be said if Clay Helton would they block Clay Helton to interview from anywhere? Oh, the, darn it! They would probably let him interview at USC. Darn I mean, it, Clay! UCLA, I should yeah, say. we want you to. St- darn it, Clay! <laughs> you know what? Do, you know, do what you got to do. Well, we're behind you. Go All get right. a job somewhere else. Damn it! Let's let's look at our short list right now. So Dan Campbell 
reportedly interview with the Arizona Cardinals. We don't. It's it's tough to decipher fact from fiction because there was a report last week about Cliff Kingsbury, right. who was not given the permission to interview. So Dan Campbell, tight ends coach for the New Orleans Saints, he's not going to be able to come in for another interview until after the Saints are knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah, why could he interview? Because they were on by. Oh, yeah, obviously. So you've got Dan Campbell. You've got the potential of Vic Fangio. We don't know what his status is. Is he going to even grant the Cardinals an interview? Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen Eric Bieniemy and Mike McCarthy turn down You Vic would Fangio. think he will. Yeah, and then Jim Caldwell. Let's take those three coaches right there. Mm-hmm. Who would you prefer out of those Jim three Caldwell. guys? Jim Caldwell. I think I agree with that as well. You need – because this is – we all we've talked about is overcorrection. And overcorrection doesn't necessarily have to be to the pole – to the opposite pole of Steve Wilkes. So Cliff Kingsbury is on one side. Steve Wilkes is on the other. But they're similar as far as their experience, as far as head coaches are concerned. I know Cliff Kingsbury did it at, at the college level, yeah. but it's completely different beast as far as the NFL level. What I like as far as your overcorrection with Jim Caldwell is you're going with experience versus no experience. Exactly. So and that's that something that's over fine. offense over absolutely. defense. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Just because you go offense and with a guy that has completely different uh, values when, as it, when it becomes, you know, being a head coach, he has experience. He's had, you know, six years experience. It's completely different. It trumps everything because overcorrection, if, you, if you're able to be a head coach in the NFL for six years, I'll take it at this point. If he wants to be the head coach of the Cardinals and somehow, I feel like a guy like Jim Caldwell can coerce fits into playing one more year. A guy that can actually give him a chance to flourish. With, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, He's getting slower, but that doesn't mean... Look at Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates has had cinder blocks on his feet for the last four years, and he's made way less of a difference besides on third downs as a possession tight end. Larry Fitzgerald can catch 70 or 80 balls if given the opportunity. Like, this is not... Larry Fitzgerald can play another three or four years at a somewhat high level, and I think Jim Caldwell would be a guy that could actually bring him out of it instead of, you know, just... It reminds me of Denzel Washington in Remember the Titans. One of his lines was, you, you run three or four plays, it's like Novocaine, run it until it works. Or he said something like that. It'll work. And that Jim Caldwell will give you that stability where, as you said before, it's just it's experience and he can control a locker room. Right. And if you could maybe update Jim Caldwell with a sure. innovative offensive coordinator, yeah. a guy that's been that around. That wants to bring in and look sure. at Josh Rosen and be like, hey, this is something I can work with, absolutely. Yeah. And then a defensive coordinator that can bring in a 3-4 defense where you don't have to change a defense again and you can just kind of erase what happened for 17 weeks last season. Because you have, as we've said and as you've so eloquently put, you have a 3-4 defensive sch- scheme in players running a 4-3 defense. So hopefully that'll just erase. Tomorrow hopefully we'll have some more news about the coaching search. And you know what? Um, recipes, Kwame. Uh, we'll check you guys tomorrow.